Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Our car care show is underway with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue. And let's get that number out there right away. If you want to call or text the program, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 is the phone number. Dan, good morning. I hope all is well. All is well, Steve. Thank you. And uh, we finally have some some sun and, and uh, nice weather, no snow, and the golf courses are opening. How about that? Yeah, we had Tom Ryan on from the Minnesota Golf Association. That was big news on Friday. And Tom was telling us that uh, a lot of the tee times at many of the public courses are booked up, that, that some uh, were booked up in an hour on Friday. So so people are raring to go, and it is going to be a great day. And uh, sunny morning, and it should be a great day to be out and about and get some yard work done and get some things done, maybe with their vehicle as well. Uh, and once again, the phone number here on the program, 651-989-9226. You can call or text. And why not jump to the text line right out of the gate, Dan? Uh, someone has an OA Hyundai Azera. They bought it in July. Uh they uh, just spent $800 replacing a computer module. Apparently it was a battery, jaw, a battery draw, but the car wouldn't start again on Friday. Um, should uh, I take it back to the shop that made the repair and say, hey, I, I've still got a problem? Yeah, you know, that's always my advice. You know, what, you're, you're working with a particular shop because you made that decision in the first place, either you know them or they're local or have heard a good referral from them or something. And, you know, things go wrong. And so my advice is always to give your shop another shot at it because things happen. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, if they did something wrong or if there's something wrong with the part that they installed or whatever, but I think that they deserve a right to get things straightened out for you. And then if you get frustrated and don't get any satisfaction, then it's time to look for someone else to give you another opinion. But for sure, uh, on the first go-round, you should take it back and see what they can find. Yeah, and Dan, in my experience, all the shops I've used over the years, uh, either here at home in Minnesota or when I lived in South Dakota, they they were all really good if there, there was any sort of issue about trying to get it right. I, I can't imagine there are 
too many businesses that would be in business very long if they didn't try to help people that weren't satisfied. No, that's right. And, you know, we're loving, caring people just like everyone else in the world. And, you know, all I want is a satisfied customer. So uh, I'm going to do what it takes. That's that's just the way we operate. And if you're going to be around a long time, that's the way you have to operate because that's what people expect and deserve. Uh, from our text line, Dan, a uh, service stability issue in my 06 Tahoe. It seems to drive fine. Is it safe to drive? I guess I'm not um, familiar with, with what that is. Is it some sort of warning light, I guess? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's some sort of warning light, and, of course, it's computer-controlled. So there's a, uh, there's a, a computer module that will that the vehicle has that will be related to the suspension. And uh, most commonly what happens when you get a light like that is there's a sensor that's that's not working right. Oftentimes the stability control is tied into the ABS. Maybe one of the ABS sensors isn't working correctly or, you know, height ride uh, uh, sensor or something like that. But most commonly... Uh, that's what's going on, and you know it's it's an old enough vehicle. All of those sensors on the chassis of the vehicle have had plenty of exposure to weather and and uh, our Minnesota conditions. And of course, our Minnesota conditions are hard on us and cars. <laughs> that's that's uh, you know one of the things in in Minnesota that you just have to pay attention to is the weather because we we certainly have extreme conditions. Yeah, and no doubt uh, the the amount of salt put on the roads to keep those roads safe and the chemicals, those are a factor as well, Dan, because you see it every day, what, what that does to uh, the underside and really all parts of a vehicle. Yep, that, that, that's right. And, you know, that's uh, uh, vehicles nowadays are so well built that, uh, you know, from a mechanical standpoint, we pretty much could keep them running forever, but rust is the thing that comes along to finish them off. And either the vehicle literally fails due to rust, you know, a, a serious suspension or chassis problem, or, for example, the brake lines or the fuel lines or something like that will rust through, and uh, it just gets too expensive on a really old car. Uh, to, to keep chasing that stuff, but uh, mechan- mechanically they're incredible. The the the, uh, the engines and transmissions and drivetrain uh, they they are really really well designed. Especially if you maintain them properly, uh, they can way outlast the the body due to uh, salt and and grime and corrosion. Quick break. We have more with Dan Burns on our Car Care Show. Of course, Dan's good enough to join us each and every uh, Saturday morning following the news at 7. A little bit later on in the hour, Jack Farrell and his weekly wine chat here on News Talk E3OWCCO. Our number again, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226 if you want to call or text the program. And we'll be back with more in a moment here on News Talk E3OWCCO. It is 7.20 on a Saturday morning. Our car care show underway with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue. A nice day. Uh, We're headed for the low 60s today. 
Right now we have 40 degrees. We expect 63. And, Dan, let's go to the phone lines. Bring in Michael and Blaine. Michael, you're on the air. Good morning. I have a 2004 Mercury Sable, and, uh, you know, with the most of the int- uh, readings uh, are lit, like uh, particularly my odometer, and that is starting to fade in and out. I'll see it, and then it'll completely disappear and then come back on. Is that a bulb or a fuse? Well, probably neither. It's probably it's probably um, lit lit from be, behind with some sort of LED uh, scheme that's going on back there, and uh, and it's probably not serviceable. In other words, the the unit that uh, instrument cluster unit comes out of the out of the vehicle. Uh, and, and there's no access to the bulbs. So what we do is, in that case is take that uh, panel out and we can send it into some local uh, speedometer or dash repair uh, facilities that will disassemble it and make the repairs, replace the parts that, that are the problem, and then, uh, and then put them, you know, put it back together, and then we'll reinstall it for you. And we do that quite commonly, and, and uh, that's a pretty typical repair that goes on around here. So not too big a deal. You know, when you look at, when you look at the instrument cluster and think, uh, oh, my goodness, how am I going to get that thing out of there? Uh, it looks pretty ominous, but the truth is that they come out pretty quickly. Uh, so it's not a, you know, horribly expensive process either. All right. Well, there, there's a bit of good news, Michael. Thanks for the call. From our text line, by the way, the number 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226 here on the Car Care Show on a Saturday morning. I got my Mercedes out of storage. It's been a year since I changed the oil, but I've only put about 800 miles on the vehicle. Should I change the oil now because it's been sitting around for a year? Well, I, I think I think that on those stored cars, those collector cars that get very few miles, I do recommend bringing them in for service once a year, which would include an oil change, and uh, it also includes a whole bunch of other things, checking fluids and steering and suspension, which you know probably have not gotten loose and unsafe while the vehicle sits. But you never know. Uh, one thing that does happen when the vehicle sits is leaks develop. And so those are the types of things that you need to keep an eye on. And if you bring it to the right shop, you know, for an oil change and ask for that type of inspection, they're glad to do it. And it's just kind of a good reason to, uh, to bring it in and, and, uh, and have it checked. So um, does it need an oil change? Probably not, but, but it's uh, just a good thing to do once a year anyway. It's kind of like your snowmobile or, or your snowblower. Even if you uh, only used it once or twice during the season, it still needs to be serviced uh, like you used it a lot. Yeah, and Dan, I've always wondered about vehicles that sit. Um, are there concerns about those tires kind of flat spotting over time? I know sometimes stored vehicles will be lifted up off the floor, so... Yeah. Uh, the yeah. the tires aren't on the floor. Is that really a big deal if you store uh, a vehicle or a trailer? I guess I think about my pontoon. It sits on the tires all winter, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, you wouldn't feel the pontoon, but 
Uh, that's one of those theories, Steve, that you hear about that where the Tigers will go will get a flat spot on them. Uh, I've heard of it, <clears throat> heard lots of people talk about it, but I personally have never seen it. So I kind of wonder if it's uh, much of a real deal. I think it's probably just fine. We do have some customers who who store their vehicles for the season, and one thing that they do do is overinflate the tires, which is a good reason or a good idea for a couple of reasons. One is uh, they have a tendency to leak a little bit when the vehicle's just sitting. And so uh, just so you don't have to deal with a flat tire in the spring. But they think that uh, overinflating them will help keep them a little more round like what we're talking about. But quite honestly, I've never seen it. I've never never replaced a tire because it had a flat spot on it from sitting and being stored. To the phones again, Greg in Bloomington. Greg, you're on the air with Dan Burns. Yeah, um, I'm a senior citizen, and I retired, and I drive less now and as far as oil changes go um i probably would change it once a year i mean uh uh is that good for a car just uh yeah you know i i I would say at least once a year pretty much my recommendation is if if it's a classic car that you store for a season once once a year is fine if it's an everyday driver or an every week driver uh, you know, a vehicle that you depend on to get around, then I think we should see it twice a year, even if you don't drive very much. Because, uh, you know, in the spring and in the fall, there's different things that need to be checked. In the spring, of course, we're going to check your uh, air conditioning and all of those types of things. And in the fall, we're going to check all the winter and heat-related things. And in the winter, we'll certainly, or going into winter, we'll certainly check your battery and things like that to be sure that you that you don't have trouble. But I think to bring it in twice a year, if you depend on the vehicle to get you around, what you should do. From our text line, 651-989-9226, since 2017, our 08 Chevy Uplander minivan has been driven in frequently and is on the same tank of gas. Is this bad? And what's your opinion on what we should do about that? Well, if it's on the tank, same tank of gas and if it uh, starts and runs, go burn that gas out of there and put some fresh gas in there. That's a, a really cheap or you know way to get it or to handle it. But start driving it, use it for a period of time, and get that gas freshened up. Uh, we've talked, Steve, about if you're storing a vehicle, putting some gas stabilizer in. And that's a you know that's a a good idea if you're storing a vehicle. If you miss that opportunity though, and the gas has just kind of gotten old and snuck up on you, uh, if the vehicle still runs fine on it, uh, go burn it up. Go use it. Use that vehicle as your everyday driver for a while, and uh, and get some fresh gas in it. And uh, in the process, make sure you check all the fluids and the tires and things like that because. Uh, uh, vehicles that sit a lot have a tendency to to uh, need that type of attention. Yeah, and as you pointed out for years on the program, Dan, vehicles are, are designed to be driven every day. I mean, that that's part of what's built into it, that, you know, it, it's not ideal that they sit around a lot. No, the bat- you know, the battery recharges only while you're driving it. It does not recharge sitting there, and there are some little tiny draws on the battery on every car. 
And uh, so, yeah, they they need to be driven from time to time because that's uh, that's what ke- that's the way they're designed. That's what keeps them going. Quick break. We have more with Dan Burns in our car care show. It is seven twenty nine. Here's that phone number again: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And that's good for a call or a text here on the car care show on News Talk E three O W C C O. It is our weekly car care show. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good enough to join us. It is 732, 40 degrees on a Saturday. It looks to be a mild day here in April. And let's go to the phone lines with Dan and bring in Andreen from Golden Valley. You're on the air. Hello. Good morning. I bought about eight months ago from a Hyundai dealership a car, an excellent car that I thought. Yesterday I took it into the dealership to have him look at something, a squeak that I had, and he told me that he could fix the squeak, but the car was dangerous because the frame was rotting away. I have never heard of anything like this, and then he took a picture of it and showed me. I have no idea what to do now with this beautiful car that I have. Uh, wait, tell, tell me again, what kind, of, what, what kind of car was it? It's a Hyundai Santa Fe, 2009. Yeah. A 2,900. Well, that's that's troubling. Yes, I have seen that. Did he say it's the frame or the subframe? Did he, he? he said the frame, and then I have a picture, a video of it that he yeah. showed me, and it's a big hole in the bottom. He said it's too dangerous to put any money into the car, even though it's gorgeous, is that I should just figure it out well i have no idea what to do next (laughs) well if he's not offering a solution for you um as far as as repairing the frame then and also the the manufacturer must not have some sort of recall with regards to repairing the frame some manufacturers have had trouble with that um don't think that there is a great solution the vehicle's probably not, you know, an, an, an older uh, vehicle probably isn't worth, worth the cost of disassembling the whole car to put a new frame underneath it. That's, that's a big deal. Uh, oftentimes it can't even be done because the frame is actually part of the body. And uh, to find a welding shop that would participate with you in that is going to be really difficult, too, because they don't want to take on the liability of trying to weld rusty stuff back together. So uh, I think I'm kind of with, with, uh, with the dealer in this that, that there's not a great solution uh, to that, unless he's actually talking about the subframe, in which case it can be replaced. But if it's actually the frame of the, of the vehicle uh, and, it, and it can't be replaced, then I'm sorry, but you don't, probably don't have any good answers. Wow, that that is uh, tough. Uh, good luck with yeah. that, Andreen. Uh, let's go to Doug in Stillwater. Doug, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. Um, I uh, have a 2014 three-quarter ton Ram, and I'm selling antifreeze in the cab of it when I turn on my fan after it's been sitting. Uh, I think it's a heater core. Um, how hard is that to change out, and do I have to do anything with the refrigeration line? Uh, when well, I do it, that? yeah, it is a big job to uh, to change that heater core. 
because the whole dash assembly needs to be disassembled and the heater box uh, needs to come out of the vehicle. And then once we get that box on the ground, we'll change the the, uh, the uh, heater core. Uh, so that is a very big, very big job, pretty much a whole day job for a professional. Um, and yes, you do have to uh, discharge the uh, refrigerant from the air conditioning system because you have to disconnect those lines as well to uh, get the heater box out. So big job. Uh, you have to be pretty handy if you're gonna if you're gonna take it on, or you have to have some relatively deep pockets if you're gonna take it in to have it done because that's a pretty expensive job too. Yeah, and uh, Doug, I, I've got that uh, going on in my 08 Silverado. I get a little whiff of antifreeze, and it's kind of like I'll roll down the window until that goes away and, and move on. Because uh, I'm probably not going to put the money into a new heater core in the 08 Silverado with 254,000 miles now. I think you'll get away with that, Steve, until uh, next fall, and then you're going right. to need to do something about that. Yeah, there's a lot of things I need to do with the old pickup, that's for sure. And and that's just (laughs) one of them on the list for sure, Dan. 737, 23 minutes now. Uh, From our text line here on the Car Care Show, uh, can a a faulty driver's side valve cover cause oil consumption in a 5.3 liter 07 Chevy Tahoe? You know, it, uh, not the valve cover itself won't cause, uh, well, I guess it could theoretically through the uh, 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 crankcase ventilation system, but not exactly. But the uh, intake manifold certainly can if the intake manifold is uh, uh, is leaking and it's, and, it, and it's starting to suck oil through the intake manifold. Uh, that certainly could, uh, could cause that, but... Uh, I can't think of other than the crankcase ventilation system. If it's on that side, uh, why why you would there's no reason for you to consume oil. It certainly will leak oil, but uh, but not uh, not consume it and have the engine burn it. Um, from our text line again, a 2011 Grand Caravan. The driver's side sliding door does not unlock either with the key fob or the inside lock. Um, is that a big job to kind of take that apart and try and figure out what's going on inside with the mechanism? Maybe, maybe not. It, it uh, quite commonly, because that door slides, you know, open and closed the way that it does. There's wires that uh, go through that harness that uh, to connect that door and have all and get all that stuff operating. And if one of those wires has broken, which we found, find quite commonly. Uh, then that's what's going on, and it's just a matter of fact, or a matter of finding uh, if indeed the wire is broken, where the wire is broken, and then how much has to be disassembled to get at that wire to make a good repair, uh, so that it uh, it will continue to work and and not break again. Uh, you have to be a little bit careful about where and how you replace that piece of the wiring harness uh, to get you by. But uh, usually, usually it's it's certainly not a big deal to find out what's going on, and uh, it's usually not too big of a deal to uh, repair it either. Uh, from the text line at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, I have a '09 Chevy Aveo with a new battery, but if it sits for a couple of days, the battery is dead. 
where do I start to fix the problem, or where, how, how do I troubleshoot this? Where would I start, Dan? Uh, well, <clears throat> we have a an amp, an amp meter, and if you if you have a meter uh, that you can hook up to the to the vehicle, and you put it in series between the battery and one of the battery cables, and then we can measure how much uh, amperage is being used while the vehicle is is shut down. And if that number is too high, then uh, that's what your problem is, and I'm sure it is if your battery's going dead. That number is too high. And then uh, it's it becomes a detective game. You have to try and make the picture smaller as to which circuit is causing the trouble and the easiest way to do that is to start pulling out fuses one at a time until you find which circuit uh, cause is. Or, and when you pull out a fuse, you look and see if the draw goes down. And if it does, then you know that the problem is on that circuit. And now the picture just got way smaller. And then from then you would take that circuit to the wiring to a wiring diagram and see what exactly is on that circuit, and then uh, see if it's a component that's staying on or if it's a light that's staying on. Or, you know, we find problems in the radio, for example, quite commonly. Um, in, in any of the computer modules, uh, they can cause a problem. But, but in order to find it, you got to get the, the you got to figure out what circuit it's on because uh, with the whole car, it's just way too big of a picture. You couldn't begin to guess. Uh, what might be causing the problem. So uh, it takes a little time to kind of narrow that one down. Uh, from our text line, uh, this is a follow-up on storing cars into the tire's flat spot. Uh, the texter says flat spotting was true before radial tires, but but generally you're able to drive that out, you know, go clunking down the road a little bit, and then eventually uh, th- those tires would come back in uh, to round. Uh, finally, uh, before we run out of time, a real quick one, uh, 2014 Acadia uh, front heated and cooled seats. Uh, the heat portion doesn't work, but the cool does. Um, it, could that potentially be a fuse? What's, what's going on when heated seats go bad? Most, first of all, the heating and the cooling are two different systems. Uh, they're not, other than they're, they're both in the seat, they're not particularly related. The heat portion has a, a heat grid that goes, that's underneath the cushion of the seat. And uh, quite commonly, that heat grid gets a break in the circuit of it because you're bouncing on the seat all the time. It's usually the driver's seat that fails because that's the one that gets all the mileage on it. And, uh, that seat actually can be disassembled and, you know, take the seat out of the car. You take all the cushions off the seat and you can, on most cars, put a new uh, heat grid in there and you'll be back in business. And in Minnesota, it's a necessity. You've got to have heated seats nowadays. We've gotten spoiled, but, <laughs> but, but it sure is comfortable to get into a vehicle with heated seats in the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, Dan, we've got to run. Uh, how do people reach you at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, you can find us on the web. That seems to be the best way to find us nowadays at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul if you want to come over. Uh, we're, of course, practicing all sorts of, of uh, healthy measures to 
keep people out of our office and so forth. So I'd recommend that you give us a call before you come over and, and have us tell you all about that. The number is 651-228-1316. All right, very good, Dan. Enjoy the day. We'll visit with you next week. Thanks, Steve. All right, there he is, Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, Grand Avenue, in our weekly car care show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 